0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you all the latest news and information of special interest to new migrants settling in Dunedin. Welcome to Resettling in Aotearoa with Citizens Advice Bureau. No mai, Heidi Mai, Kiordano. Welcome back to our monthly resettling and Aotearoa show on Access Radio. Cora, um, Anna, Leslie, Tuku ingoa. I'm the manager here at Citizens Advice Bureau. Dunedin, Te Pō Fakafetanaki, or Te poti. This evening we will continue our tenancy theme and provide some further information advice regarding tenants' rights and obligations around how to raise issues with the landlord. But firstly, again, always remember the Residential Tenancy Act is the main law covering the rights and responsibilities of tenants and landlords, and that there's some good online resources about tenancy and your rights. Our own website, www.cab.org.nz. The Aratohu Tenant Advocacy website, tenant.aratohu.nz and the tenant services website www.tenancy.govt.nz and the online community law manual. So when problems arise in the tenancy it's good to try to address these as soon as possible. Identifying issues early on can make them easier to to resolve This is the case whether it's about the landlord failing to fulfil their responsibilities, for example, carrying out repairs, the landlord's breaching the tenant's rights, for example, coming around without giving notice, or is the situation of the tenant themselves not meeting their obligations, for example, getting behind in rent. Generally, the best starting point is always to talk to the landlord to let them know there is a problem. Tenants and landlords can often resolve problems between themselves or with the help of an advocate without going to mediation or the tenancy tribunal. This approach will generally be less stressful and less time consuming. In order to make an effective complaint, it helps if the tenant has a good understanding of their legal rights and obligations under the Residential Tenancy Act and those of their landlord. This will help the tenant to feel more confident when they are talking to the landlord about resolving the problem. So the first thing as mentioned is Be reasonable. A request to solve an issue is most likely to be granted if what's being asked for is fair and reasonable and proportionate to the problem the tenant has. It's a good idea to brainstorm all the different ways that the issue might be resolved. Bringing different options or outcomes to the table can show the landlord that the tenant is willing to work cooperatively to sort things out. Always try to maintain a positive relationship where possible. If the landlord-the-tenant relationship sours, this can make the tenant's life very stressful. When asking a landlord to do something or stop doing something, it's good if this is communicated in a friendly tone while still making the point that the current situation is unacceptable to the tenant. It can also be helpful to consider the situation from the landlord's perspective and what's likely to be most important to them. This is not about minimising the issue that the tenant has, but it may mean that the issue can be approached with some understanding of where the landlord is coming from. The, um, the Our website, www.cab.org.nz, the Citizens Advice Bureau website, has some useful tips for communicating effectively when dealing with disputes. Um, so you could search that, dealing with disputes, on our website. So um, it is helpful to have evidence such as photos or notes to show to the landlord in order to explain the problem. If the matter goes to to mediation or the tenancy tribunal, evidence will be required to prove any points the tenant makes. If the situation changes over time, multiple photos might be needed. Tenants should record each time they ask the landlord to do something, for example, repairs or maintenance. In case this is required as evidence later on. They should also record what the landlord's response or action is. Quick tip here if the tenant has a phone call or face-to-face meeting with the landlord they should make notes after the meeting so they have a record of what was discussed. These notes should also be dated. Any agreement with the landlord should be dated and signed by both parties. The tenant should keep a copy. An agreement that work is to be done should include what work is going to be done, who will do the work or who will organise for the work to be done, who will pay for the work, including any details about how the cost of the work are being shared and when the work will be complete. So what do you do if the landlord doesn't address the problem? So if a problem is not resolved within a reasonable time, the tenant might want to take further action. After a tenant has asked their landlord to address an issue, the landlord should sort things out within a reasonable time period. What is reasonable will depend on the nature of the issue. As we mentioned last show, if the work or the repairs are required, it may, may take the landlord time to organise those, you know, depending on the availability of materials or actually um, people to do the work. If the landlord hasn't done anything within a reasonable time frame the tenant may want to check in with the landlord a polite follow-up discussion or an email can sometimes result in action if this doesn't work the tenants can send the landlord a 14-day notice to remedy you can also you can look up 14 day notice to remedy on our website um, and the tenancies.govt.nz website also have uh, templates for 14 day notice to remedy Um, and we've referred to this in the previous two shows. Um, So it's a letter warning the landlord that they have 14 days to fix the problem or the tenant may go to the tenancy tribunal to sort the matter out. A template for a 14-day notice to fix, like I said, is available on the tenancy.govt.nz website. If the landlord still doesn't act, the tenant will have to decide whether to go ahead with applying to the tenancy tribunal. Some landlords react badly to tenants asserting their rights. It's unlawful for a landlord to terminate a tenancy because a tenant complains about the tenancy or tries to assert their rights. If this happens, a tenant can apply within 28 working days to the tribunal for an order saying that the terminated, termination notice has no effect. In this kind of situation, the tenant may not want to continue with the tenancy but they may still want to consider seeking an order from the tenancy tribunal. The tribunal has the power to order that the landlord pay the tenant up to 6500 for the unlawful act. Sometimes a landlord will not terminate a tenancy, but will make life very difficult for a tenant who complains. When a dispute can't be resolved between the tenant and the landlord, this can be taken to mediation or the tenancy tribunal. When problems arise with a landlord it's generally best if the tenant is able to talk to them directly or with the support of an advocate to see if they can resolve things. This approach is sometimes referred to as self resolution and will generally be less stressful and time-consuming than using formal dispute resolution, resolution options. However if it's clear that a landlord is breaching the tenancy agreement or failing to meet their legal obligations and the tenant has not Had any success trying to sort things out, then going to mediation or using the Tenancy Tribunal can be a way of trying to resolve the dispute. The Tenancy Tribunal is an independent judicial body that provides a relatively quick and inexpensive way for tenants and landlords to resolve disputes. The Tribunal hears residential tenancy disputes involving claims up to $50,000. Both mediation and the tenancy tribunal are intended to be forums where people are not intimidated by the legal process and where common sense solutions to disputes are worked out in a non-confrontational way. Where a matter cannot be resolved between a landlord and a tenant, either party, and not anyone else, can have that matter referred to the tenancy tribunal for an order or decision. The mediation service encourages landlords and tenants to settle disputes in cooperative non-confrontational ways by mutual consent. Agreements reached in mediation are confidential and are not available online. If this doesn't work, the matter is referred to the Tenancy Tribunal for a decision. The Tenancy Tribunal can also formalise what has been agreed between the landlord and tenant during mediation. Tenancy tribunal hearings are conducted in a less formal way than court hearings, but follow the same overall procedure. In most cases, tenants and landlords must represent themselves at any hearing or meeting. They cannot typically use advocates or lawyers, but can bring a support person. And the tenancy tribunal does not deal with disputes between flatmates or disputes in private boarding situations. These are generally dealt with in the disputes tribunal. So, mediation. Tenancy mediation is available, as said, through the tenancy services and is often the first legal step taken to solve a dispute between landlords and tenants. If a tenant or landlord applies to the tenancy tribunal, they will likely be asked to go to mediation before the case is referred to the tribunal. Applying for mediation. So, if a tenant wants to access tenancy mediation services, they will need to apply to the tenancy tribunal. If applying for mediation, the tenant should clearly state in their application that they wish for the matter to go to mediation first. However, even if they don't do this, the tenant and landlord will normally be offered mediation as the first step. The cost of the application to the Tenancy Tribunal is $20.44, which includes access to the mediation service. So preparing for mediation. Although mediation is less formal than the tenancy tribunal, it is still important for the tenant to prepare appropriately. This should include being clear about what solutions the tenant wants, having access to any supporting documentation like rent records, correspondence, notices to remedy, etc. Tenancy services have a useful pre mediation workbook which may. Or can help the tenant work through what they want to achieve in mediation. If the tenant does not feel confident going through this process in English, then the mediation service can organize an interpreter if they are asked to. It's best to ask as early in the process as possible for an interpreter. So how mediation works. So a trained mediator, sorry, a trained mediator will help the tenant and the landlord discuss the problem identifying the central issues in the dispute and working through possible solutions. The aim is for both parties to come to an agreement. The mediator does not make a decision about what will happen. This is for the landlord and the tenant to decide together. Most mediation occurs as a three-way phone call between the landlord, the tenant and the mediator. If a tenant is not comfortable being on the same call or speaking directly with the landlord, they can request that they just speak with the mediator who can go between both parties for mediation. And if the tenant feels more comfortable with face-to-face mediation, they can ask for this on their application. Meeting in person is generally a better option when the dispute is complicated. And if the tenant wants to bring a support person, they need to ask the mediator ahead of time. The mediator may ask the other party if they agree. And the support person can't say anything, unless everyone involved in the mediation agrees that they can. If a tenant is allowed a support person at mediation, they could meet in person with their supporter and place the phone on speakerphone or, that they, or they request that the tenancy services also call in their support person, you know, to the um, conference call. So what happens after mediation will depend on whether an agreement was reached between the tenant and the landlord. So if an agreement was reached, the mediator will record the agreement as a mediated order. And then certify that everyone understands the agreement. A copy will be given or sent to all parties. A mediated order is binding once sealed by the tenancy tribunal and can be enforced the same way as a tribunal order. If no agreement was reached the next step is to attend a tenancy tribunal hearing. So Deciding whether to apply to the tenancy tribunal. It's important to consider whether or not applying to the tenancy tribunal is a good option for the tenant. Before applying to the tribunal, the tenancy tribunal, there are a number of things that is good to consider. Has the tenant tried to resolve the issue informally? As we've discussed above, it's always a good starting point to consider whether tenant and landlord can resolve the issue informally. Um, The parties may be able to sort things out by having a discussion and coming to an agreement. Sometimes a third party, such as a tenant advocate, a community lawyer or or social worker, may be able to assist. If informal dispute resolution isn't successful, have an honest conversation with the landlord about what you want to do next. The tenant may feel that formal mediation would be more successful or might think that it's a waste of time and want to move on to the tenancy tribunal. Alternatively, they may want to accept the status quo, which is leave things as they are. So, you know, does the tenant want to go to mediation first? Well, going to a formal mediation first can show a willingness to listen and achieve a mutually beneficial outcome that lets the tenancy continue. It can also help to discuss grievances and hear both sides in a safe environment. Um, Any agreement made in formal mediation is legally binding, so if the tenant is unsure or if they don't like what is offered, the tenant is free to say no. So what's the best timing for applying to the Tenancy Tribunal? For many cases, there's no need to apply to the Tenancy Tribunal immediately. If the tenant fears re- retaliation or doesn't want to risk their current tenancy, they can apply to the Tenancy Tribunal after they've moved into alternative secure housing, for instance. It's worth noting, though, that with the new tenancy laws introduced after on 11, on 11 February 2021, The tenant security of tenancy has been strengthened and a landlord can't just kick a tenant out when they want to. There's very clear rules around this and if you want more advice on this please give us a call. How long will it take to get a tenancy tribunal order? Well after applying to the tenancy tribunal it can take several weeks before the hearing is even held and another week before the tribunal order is issued. Given the timeframes involved, it's important for the tenant to consider whether a tribunal order will actually help their situation or not. This will depend on whether the dispute is an ongoing one or one that needs to be addressed urgently. So, how will the landlord respond to the application? On making an application, the landlord will get a copy. And they may have their own grievances and concerns, and these can result in a cross application in which the landlord makes claims of their own against the tenant, such as for compensation, damages, claiming bond money or termination of the tenancy. So when deciding whether or not to apply to the the tribunal, the tenant should consider if the landlord may have any grounds to make a cross application against them and what the impact of any cross application would be. So what are the tenant's chances of success? Well, an important part of making the decision to proceed or not is considering the likelihood of the tenant being successful in their claim to the tenancy tribunal. The tenant needs to have a clear basis for their claim and evidence to support it. They also need to be really clear what they hope to achieve and whether an order from the tribunal will deliver this. So, um, what about complaints about serious and ongoing breaches? So, tenancy services have a compliance and investigations team who investigate breaches of tenancy law. The team focuses on breaches that are serious and ongoing. In particular, they target landlords who persistently breach the rules who own numerous rental properties or unlawful residential premises or rent to vulnerable people. And in some instances, the team can take a case to the tenancy tribunal on behalf of a tenant. So making a complaint to um, the compliance and investigations team is different to making an application to the tenancy tribunal. Anyone, including an advocate, can make a complaint to the compliance and investigations team about a particular landlord or a property management company or a property. If the team decide the matter is serious enough, they can take things up directly with the landlord. The tenant doesn't have to be involved. The team have a range of compliance tools that can be used to hold landlords to account and get them to meet their obligations. These include formal warnings, enforceable undertakings, improvement notices, and infringement notices. The the compliance and investigations team will take steps to protect the tenant's position where possible. In some situations, the landlord may suspect that the tenant is involved, but it's important to remember that this is about serious and ongoing breaches that the tenant has the right to expect action on. Um, if there is any kind of retali- retaliatory action from the landlord, the tenant can take further action as above with Tenancy Tribunal. Um, you can find out from the Tenancy Services website how to make a complaint to the Compliance and Investigations team on Nz. So... uh That is all. That is the end of what we're going to cover this evening. Uh, Again, if this has brought up any issues or questions for you in your own particular situation in regards to renting, um, or if you want anything explained more fully or interpreted for you that you didn't quite understand, please do get in touch with us and we can advise and guide you on your rights and your options. Um, And remember all our shows – are always, always available on podcast on the ORFM website, oar.org.nz. Um, so you can go back and listen to them in your own time. Um, and they're always there to refer to. Uh, at Citizens Advice Bureau, we offer free confidential advice and, and information about anything for anyone. So do remember to take a look at our website, um, www.cab.org.nz, where you will find answers to thousands of questions on your rights, including many on tenancy. There is also a community directory on our website with around 500 local services and organisations and clubs, etc., for you to explore. Remember the other online tenancy resources that are available the Aratohu Tenancy website which was uh, a collaboration between Citizens Advice Bureau and Tenant Advocacy Groups. That is um the Tenancy Services website N z and the Community Law Manual online, which you can find a link through um, communitylaw.org.nz. Remember, we have three options for language assistance. We have the language support service, the, the CAB in house language support service, which is a language support volunteer um, that is a CAB Bureau interviewer. And they may be anywhere around Aotearoa who can provide the CAB service of information advice in another language as well as in English. Uh, the Connecting Now Interpreting Service, which is an on-demand phone service where we can have a live interpreter supporting us while we help you and supporting you while we help you. A face-to-face interpreter, which must be pre-booked um, to be here supporting you and our volunteer. If you want to use this service, you have to email um, us need and via our website, www.cab.org.nz, um, if this is a service you'd like to use. So you can call us directly in Dunedin on 03471 6166 or on the nationwide free phone 0800 Email us your inquiry via our website, again, which is www.cav.org.nz, or find us at 155 Prince's Street. If you would like to see us face to face, it's always a good idea just to ring quickly first on that local number just to check that we don't already have clients in the interview room um, and it saves you... Having to wait for a long time. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, CAB Dunedin, uh, Nā Mihi Kākoto. Thank you all for listening in today, this evening. Thanks, ORFM. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Kākitānā.